Welcome to Retirement Income Solutions with the team at Security First Asset Management. If you're concerned about having the right financial plan, then this is the show for you. Your hosts, Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith, are ready to listen to your questions, help you plan for the unexpected, and set you up to thrive in retirement. Here in Middle Georgia, they're the team to turn to for financial guidance so you can have more peace of mind. It's time for the show. This is Retirement Income Solutions. Listen. Plan. Thrive. You're listening to Retirement Income Solutions. Ron Stutz here along with Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith of Security First Asset Management. And here on Retirement Income Solutions, the specialty that you guys talk about is planning for retirement. And I have a few questions that folks ought to ask when they're getting ready to retire. Why is it so important to answer these questions during the planning process? Uh, and uh, tell us, if you want how the answers to these questions impact the overall retirement plan. Uh, first of all, am I going to live in my current home or will I downsize? Talk about that if you would. Well, that affects what I consider to be one of the most important components of a financial plan or an income plan in retirement. That's your expenses. If you're going to downsize your home, you're likely going to downsize your expenses, usually, uh, your maintenance costs, your utility costs. So budget is something we talk a lot about, retirement budget. That's one of the first things we bring up when we're creating our lifetime income blueprint for our clients to have uh, lifetime income off of is how much money we're going to spend. And downsizing your home is a, is a big impact uh, for so many reasons, but mainly surrounded the budget and also the taxes. If you're going to move to a smaller home and maybe live in a your, – maybe your tax bill goes down too. So a lot of that's impacted on the expenses and their budget. Well, a lot of questions need to be answered when you're getting ready to retire. And uh, uh, how, do, how does the answer to that particular question impact your overall retirement plan? The biggest way that it'll impact your retirement plan is you don't want to draw more income out of your accounts than you need. So once we understand what your budget is, your expenses, then we start looking at what is what is your income shortfall. That is the amount of money that you're going to be having come from Social Security, pension, other streams of income, and how much you have to draw out of your retirement accounts and retirement savings. So if, if you've downsized your home and maybe you're three or $400 less a month in your budget, it means you have to take less money out, probably means less taxes or owed. Uh, depending on where that money's coming from. But everything centers around the budget. All right, some other questions here. Uh, we'll start with this one. Do I want to live in this community or will I move to a different town or maybe even a different state or perhaps another country? Uh, Ron, that happens quite a bit uh, as we as we meet with folks and we try to help them understand what they need to be considering and think about, uh, their goals and et cetera. One of the questions we often ask is that very question. Do you plan on still living in this area is another area of the country you'd like to live and oftentimes we hear something like well my kids most of my kids live elsewhere they don't live here we were transferred here basically and this is where we ended up working until our retirement and so they may consider in the in those instances uh, moving to a different area a different state a different community rarely is it out of the country i don't hear too many people say that as Daniel said earlier, uh, everything is centered around what our monthly expenses are, those things which we call the must-haves. Those are our housing and our food and our clothing and our transportation and our taxes and our insurances and our, our home costs and, and the maintenance on the cost and the, everything associated with it. So those vary from city, community, state, uh, and certainly from country to country. So. 
it impacts the retirement plan. Knowing that up front, if you're planning on going somewhere else, have you done the research that, that will help you understand what it's going to cost you, if it's going to cost you more or if it's going to cost you less. Whatever it is, we need to know the number, at least have a good idea of what the difference may be and how it will impact over all the retirement income plan. Because, again, we're talking about drawing income out of assets, a couple of maybe Social Security, and for some people, a pension. And it, we, don't need, we don't need not to know what we don't know when it comes to the cost of, uh, of maintaining our, our lifestyle. So all this impacts it. So it's something that we need to consider up front. And people may not come to that conclusion the first couple of years they retire. It may be on down the road. They say, oh, you know what? We think we want to live elsewhere. Then homework uh, has to be done, and we have to sit down and see how the cost of those things affect their overall budget. Well, thanks, Bill. Uh, All good thoughts there. You're listening to Retirement Income Solutions with your local wealth advisors, Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith. And here's another question that folks need to ask themselves before they retire. Uh, What will change about my everyday lifestyle when I'm retired compared to the way I'm living now? Well, a lot of these questions are so individualized, you know, sometimes people, maybe their expenses don't change a lot, but having a retirement budget worksheet is so important because for many people, they're going to spend money a little differently in retirement. We like to break retirement up into three phases, the go-go phase, which is our favorite, the slow-go phase, and the no-go phase. So during the go-go phase, people tend to spend more money on travel, leisure, things that they've put off because they didn't have enough time when they were working. So being able to spend a little bit more more money on that is not abnormal in the first 10 to 15 years of retirement or as long as your budget can sustain it and your health. Uh, so we see people spend a little bit more money on things that they had put off, things that they wanted to do while they were working but simply didn't have the time. So it's not unusual to have more expenses in the first uh, phase of your retirement. So we have to account for that in the retirement plan. And as long as it works out in our lifetime income blueprint, when we look out into the future, we look at what your income looks like, not just when you're retired, not your assets just when you're retired, but 10, 15 years out. What's your, what do you look like then? How much assets should you have at that point in your retirement? Now, just to clarify, the go-go stage is usually the early part of your retirement when you're able to go just wherever you want to go and your That's health right. is good and everything else. And then slow-go, yeah. you just start slowing down? Yeah. Hey, maybe you've done all you want to do, or maybe your health doesn't permit it, or maybe your budget doesn't permit it. So mm-hmm. you start slowing down. That's and, right. And then no go is just the opposite of go go. So yeah. you're, just, you're just not able. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. Or in some cases, you don't really want to do anything. Yeah. Else. That's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm staying go go to age 95 and passing away peacefully in my sleep. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> I think that's a good plan. <laughs> now, I hope you can stick to that. Uh, yeah. Where do you want to travel? I mean, that's another question you have to ask yourself because some places are going to be a lot more expensive than others. You know, most people will want to travel some. It's rare that somebody says, I've traveled all I want to travel, or occasionally we find somebody that says, Well, you know what? I travel a lot when I was all over the world when I was working, and I just don't want to do it anymore. And there are a few people out there that don't really want to do much travel, but the average person does. And so when, when you start thinking about that, if, if you're going to cruise or, or go by plane or RV or whatever, whatever the case may be, that has a dollar sign associated with it. And I don't really think it's, from my own personal experience, you can't have a couple of cruises a year and not spend fifteen to $20,000. So that will that will greatly enhance, <laughs> hit a big hole in a, a budget if you're not careful. So that's why it's important that you have inside your lifetime income blueprint plan, you plan for those things in the go-go phase, as Daniel was saying. How much are we going to set aside for travel? 
and and can we do it and so when you do then when people find out that they can use that resource or those resources and not it not have an impact as uh negative to their overall lifestyle and, and and they're all retirement years for example then they're more apt to do it so it has to be a part of it what are your goals what do you want to do where you want to go and how much will it cost that's all important part of the planning we're talking about questions that you need to ask yourself before you retire and it's very important to come up with the answers to these and the last one on my list here is how important is it to me to leave a financial legacy i know that some people feel totally differently about this than others that's a question you, you really need to know because if you're going to leave a legacy for people, a financial legacy, which is, you know, of course, different than just uh, leaving a legacy of being a good person and taking care of your family. But we find as people age, it becomes more important to them. I've noticed this, Bill, I don't know about you, but as people age, it becomes more and more important to them to think about legacy. Right. I know I've had some clients that started off with me, and it wasn't as important. And as right. time's moved on, they start thinking, well, you know what? We, we might want to leave some assets to our kids. Yeah. We think a lot about that because we, we prefer our clients not to have to give all their IRA money to their children and that because it creates a tax headache. Uh, 70% of people that inherit IRAs or 401k, any tax-deferred account, 70% of those have been liquidated within 18 months, and that creates a tax nightmare. No, Nobody wants that to happen for their heirs. So if you're going to transition money to your family, there's more effective ways to do that. Converting some of the money to Roth may be appropriate. Life insurance death benefits can be helpful. Uh, passing on assets that aren't in IRAs, uh, maybe non-qualified brokerage accounts. There's get you a know, step up in cost basis for the for the stocks in there. There's many different avenues to go go down. But if you want to transfer assets to your heirs, you have to plan ahead. You can't do it in the last year of life. And if you're going to worry about the taxes, and you should be worried about them. Do you have a question like what we've covered on the show today? Don't be afraid to ask us about what's on your mind. There are no dumb questions when it comes to the financial game. After all, you have to learn a little in order to achieve that successful retirement we're all after. If you want to ask a question about your particular situation, here's what we'll do. We'd like to offer you the opportunity to come in for a complete financial review. And we'll offer this review for free if you have at least $100,000 saved for retirement. We'll cover the following. Social Security. At what age should you start taking that benefit, and how does it fit into your overall income picture? Risk. How much risk are you taking in your portfolio, and is that amount of risk appropriate for your age? Fees. How much are you paying in fees and commissions? Is it an appropriate amount? Taxes. We'll analyze the tax implications of your savings. Health care. Do you have plans to pay for health care or long-term care need in the future? Legacy. Do you want to leave money to future generations? We'll talk about how to properly structure your plan to achieve those kinds of dreams. And lastly, income. Do you have a plan to outpace inflation and to make sure you don't run out of money in retirement? This just scratches the surface of all the things we're going to cover in your complimentary review. If you're ready to get the ball rolling, call right now. We've got a spot reserved for you. Here's your number to call, 800-987-1443. That is 800-987-1443. Bill and Daniel will set aside time on the calendar to meet with you to provide you with a complimentary financial review of your specific situation. This is such a valuable opportunity to help you plan for your financial future. Just call 800-987-1443 right now. That's 800-987-1443. 
In all honesty, planning for retirement shouldn't be that hard. We listen to each other, we make a plan, and you thrive. This is Retirement Income Solutions. Listen, plan, thrive. Hey guys, let's talk about stuff that doesn't work. <laughs> we all hmm. we all know a lot about that. Uh, that's like me some mornings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got to get started up. Got to get started up. It is hard to get started some days, I'll tell you that much. But uh, things that don't work in retirement planning and in life in general. First of all, uh, tell me about this. What do you think about this? Trying to change someone's mind about a political issue by posting on Facebook. Wow. Wow. Daniel? I've kind of been avoiding Facebook for that reason. It seems to just kind of be a political talking point and platform. It seems to mainly be an echo chamber. You know, people post about how they feel, and they're not likely to change anyone's mind at all um, based on a post on Facebook. I think there's less than a 1% chance you're going to change someone's stance on anything. Um, so I, I recommend avoiding that. You know, I, at least I, I avoid it. But when it comes to helping someone with a financial plan, it's the same thing. I don't try to change their philosophy. Some people uh, prefer to invest differently than others. We're there to help facilitate what they're trying to accomplish. And I'm going to show them the, the path that will get them to that. And, in fact, I tell people there's two paths you can go down in retirement. You can go down the path of predictability and the path of opportunity. Some people want more risk, means more rewards possibly, more opportunity, but also they, there could be some ups and downs in that path. Other of my clients want predictability. They don't want the volatility of the market. They want less of that. So depending on when I speak with someone and we listen to what they have to say, we'll help guide them down the path. And I'm not going to try to change their mind and say, no, you need to be more risky. It just doesn't work. We want to listen to where they're at and help them from where they stand. You certainly don't want to take on more risk for somebody that uh, doesn't understand the consequences. No, certainly not. We listen to it and don't try to change their mind. It doesn't work very well. Well, since we just brought up Facebook, let me just say that uh, you can find these guys, Security First Asset Management, on Facebook by searching Retirement Income Solutions. That's all you got to do. They're not going to try to change your mind about anything. It's just informational. So I thought I would throw that out there while we're on that topic. They They can even listen to podcasts if they go to our website. Sure. Stuff that doesn't work is what we're discussing today. And uh, how about trying to guess how long you'll live based on your parents' lifespans? You know, it's it's sad to say, but I, that 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 happens all the time when you talk mm-hmm. to people. Well, my mom and dad only lived to be 70. Guess what? That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. I mean, today with modern medicine, um, your health situation may be completely different than theirs was. Your lifestyle may be completely different than theirs was, whatever the case may be. You don't want to bet against longevity. You do not want to bet against living longer. You don't want to do that. So we try to help our clients understand that there is a age out there. We know not what it is, but you'd be better served to plan to that or through that or beyond that so that you don't have the, the risk of outliving your your monies. We don't want anybody to do that. We want to plan as if they're going to live to 90 or 95 comfortably doing the things they want to do, the kind of lifestyle they want, and not outliving their money. You know, recently we've had several clients pass away in their 90s, and the majority of them were men. So don't give me this, <laughs> hey, you know, women outlive men. That's not the case. It is generally. 
But you know what was very, very, very rewarding for us to sit down with heirs of a 92 to 95 year old, even a 101 year old, wow. and say, hey, look, there's money left over for their heirs. In the case of the 101 year old, their heirs are in their 80s. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. But the, 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 it, was a, it was a great sense of accomplishment and a feeling of, of great reward to, to see that they didn't outlive their money. That somebody helped them understand that hey, you know, you might live a lot longer than your mom and dad did. In most cases, they—that's a fact. They do. Mm, absolutely. It also reminds me of the question before. You know, some people just are dead set on <laughs> not not wanting to plan that long. It's hard to change their yeah, mind. Not to change their mind. Like, you yeah. know, I'm going to live. I'm going to live the best life. I'm going to start living right now, living it up. I'll take my Social Security 62. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go out and just live it up because I don't know when I'm going to die. Get an inheritance and. Spend yeah. it too quickly. Yeah, we just don't know. That's what we, we're here to help with. You bet. Well, it requires a lot of planning, that's for sure, and people just living longer these days, and everybody's number one fear is outliving their money, so I know that you make sure that folks don't do that. I got another one here for you. Two spouses, I'm sure you hear this a lot, two spouses come into your office and they say, oh, we don't need to worry about it. We'll take care of each other as their health declines, and sometimes that's easier said than done. Yeah, we hear it all the time, you know, and it's a tragic thing because it takes such a toll on the spouse that's having to take care of the sick spouse. Their health declines, and mentally it's exhausting, exhausting for them, especially already up in age and trying to take care of another elderly person. It's, it's almost impossible. I don't see it work out very often where, where that can happen. Even kids, even having your kids come in and take care of you, it's, it's just so hard so hard on the family it's not only physical it's emotional and it's financial absolutely so we we really believe people need to have some type of uh, care in place for extended health care need to have a plan in place for extended health care and because 70 percent of people 65 and older will require some form of care be it at their house in a nursing home and assisted living uh, but fewer than five percent of Americans have planned for that, unfortunately. So, and their plan is, uh, my family will take care of me. But more often than not, that just doesn't work out. Yeah, I haven't got around to the fact that which one of my children I'm going to ask to take care of me. Number one, and especially which one of my children want to change my diaper. Yeah, oh, I, let me know when you find out. Yeah, those are tough <laughs> questions. <laughs> Nobody wants to think about that. No, no one does. does. But th- that's the reason nothing is done about it. Yeah, they don't people. want to talk about it. Very few it's, people. It's something they just don't want to address. But you know, we've got to bring it to their attention. Yeah, the good news is there's there's a new there's new products out there that really make it easier to to afford the care. That, yeah, ways to reduce the risk uh, mm-hmm. and, and and assure yourself against some of the risks that you that's might be right. taking. Yeah, there's. There's instruments out there that can help a lot of folks. They just don't know where they are and what they do and how to find them. Here we are on Retirement Income Solutions with Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith, and I'm really fascinated to hear what you guys say about this one. We're talking about stuff that doesn't work. How about cheesy pickup lines? Well, I'll have to tell you. I have to admit, Ron, I don't know anything. I don't know any cheesy pickup lines to begin with. Uh, um, I didn't marry young either, but I, well, Daniel accused me of having one when I met my wife. But I don't think I you had, had to che- say something to her, Bill. Reach I, back into your memory. I can't. I've been so long ago. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to think about it. What was my cheesy pickup line? I guess the only cheesy thing about it was we were at a class and uh, uh, a church class, a young adult church uh-huh. class, and um, they needed volunteers to bring 
desserts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw her name as one of the volunteers, so I wrote mine next to it. Or <laughs> vice versa. I don't know how that worked. There she may go. have done that. But is that cheesy? Can I make you dessert? There can you I make, go. Can <laughs> that's I make your cheesy pick is that a cheesy pickup line? Is that a cheesy pickup line? I don't know, man. It must have worked. You know what? Most cheesy pickup lines are probably not true. There's yeah. probably there's probably an element to this uh, honesty about. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you know what? We don't want to be involved in cheesy pickup lines. So for retirement planning, don't don't listen to a cheesy pickup line. Listen yeah. to something with authentic authenticity and trust, and uh, somebody that you can make sure that uh, knows what they're talking about. Yeah, we see those commercials on TV, and you know, follow the arrow, and all this kind of stuff, and it's not that simple. If it's that simple. <laughs> No, nobody would have problems. So there isn't any cheesy pickup lines when it comes to planning for your retirement and making sure that you have enough money to last as long as you live and that you live comfortably and able to thrive in retirement and not worry about yeah, money. Yeah, if we think about that in terms of financial plans, and sometimes people have cheesy financial plans because they don't have a plan. Yeah, yeah. they they just yeah. have money. They yeah. have some money in a brokerage account or a CD, and they call yeah. that a plan. That's not a plan. That's a hope strategy. Yeah, plan so, is knowing how you're going to spend it, where to spend it yeah. from. So a cheesy pickup line uh, <laughs> would probably be a hope strategy, and we don't yeah. we don't believe in that. No, we don't. Heaven must be missing an angel because here you are. <laughs> That's yeah. Oh, boy, Ron, you're she's so still around. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really cheesy pickup line. Was uh, that yours to get your wife there? Uh, uh, well, no, I didn't use anything like that, but I was very lucky. I'm married up. <laughs> I'm married up. Well, I'm married up, too. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. That's great. How about timing the market? I mean, that's oh. something that doesn't work. You have to be right twice. Yeah, you have to know when to get in and when to get out. You know, it's it's difficult. Sometimes we run into people that, and and everyone claims you know you can't time the market, but people try to do it all the time. Well, I don't want to I don't want to do anything now for financial planning because the market's going so well. Mm-hmm. And when the market's down, well, I don't want to do anything now because the market's wanna, down. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't realize. <laughs> so if you don't, don't realize any losses, yeah. here, well, you've got them whether you yeah. realize them or not. If you don't, if you don't want to do any planning when the market's up, and you don't want to do any planning when the market's down, when do you? Exactly. So we we don't believe in timing the market. You, you need to have a strategy for how much money you need for long-term growth money and how much money you need for short-term income and liquidity. So, you know, after you have your money in place and invested for the long term, investing is not a short-term endeavor. Uh, you, your investment money that you need to grow and keep up with inflation needs to be long-term. You don't need to try to jump in and out every week and figure out uh, when it's going to uh, go down, and, and most of the time it doesn't work out. Something happens called a whipsaw, where the market will jump right back up. Sometimes the market will go down 10%. Within two days, it'll be back up above that, and you missed out on the upswing. So that that's a strategy that doesn't work. But most importantly, you want to have money invested for the long term for your growth, and money you need in the short term for income and other expenses don't need to be in that same strategy. If you want to ask a question about your particular situations, here's what we'll do. We'd like to offer you the opportunity to come in for a complete financial review, and we'll offer this service free if you have at least $100,000 saved for retirement. We'll cover the following. Social Security. At what age should you start taking that benefit, and how does it fit into your overall income picture? Risk. How much risk are you taking in your portfolio, and is that amount of risk appropriate for your age? Fees. How much are you paying in fees and commissions? Is it an appropriate amount? Taxes. We'll analyze the tax implication of your savings. Healthcare. Do you have plans to pay for healthcare or for a long-term care need in the future? Legacy. 
Do you plan to leave money to future generations? We'll talk about how to properly structure your plan to achieve those kinds of goals. And lastly, income. Do you have a plan to outpace inflation and make sure you don't run out of money in your retirement? This just scratches the surface of all the things we're going to cover in your complimentary review. If you're ready to get the ball rolling, call right now. We've got a spot reserved for you. Here's your number to call, 800-987-1443. That is 800-987-1443. Bill and Daniel will set aside time on the calendar to meet with you to provide you with a complimentary financial review of your specific situation. This is such a valuable opportunity to help you plan for your financial future. Just call 800-987-1443 right now. That's 800-987-1443. Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments. And I love to mess with your emotions. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who will look after your best interests. You also need a custom-designed financial plan that will protect you from market volatility. Otherwise, when I take a plunge, I'll send you scrambling through your filing cabinet, hoping you were well prepared. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. Get started today with your complimentary review at Security First Asset Management. 800-987-1443. No cost or obligation. 800-987-1443 at Security First Asset Management. Call now. 800-987-1443. 800-987-1443. Time for a Middle Georgia fun fact. Did you know that the Allman Brothers Band... Jason Aldean and Little Richard have all called Macon home? Keep listening to Retirement Income Solutions and build a financial plan that'll make you sing. You know, Bill, a lot of things have been in the news lately, and it's really kind of hard to get caught up, actually. But a new study is out showing that 37% of U.S. households are free and clear, meaning they no longer have a mortgage to pay. Is that figure higher or lower than you would have thought? That's much higher than I would have ever anticipated. Uh, I do. We do find, though, that a lot of folks that we work with that are getting close to retirement actually do have their homes paid off or will before they retire. But the number seems kind of high to me. But, uh, you know, that's great news. It's yeah. always good. It's always good to enter retirement, especially with no mortgage. Yeah, it's. I'm amazed at that number. I, did, I didn't think it would be nearly that high, but good no. good for all those folks. That's Keep really, it up. Yeah. Keep it up. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there are a lot of myths in this business. A lot of people believe things that simply aren't true. And let's talk about financial myth busting. There's an almost endless list of retirement planning myths that need to be busted. So I want you to go ahead and debunk these statements. Bill, Daniel, the more a financial plan weighs, the more valuable it is. What does that mean, and why is it wrong? Well, you know, I think I think what you're getting at here is that sometimes people have overly complicated plans. I remember seeing some people bring in notebooks of financial plans, and they had not the slightest clue as to what was in it, what it meant. 
I think sometimes there's this myth that the more complicated your plan is, the better off you're going to be. But I think it's the opposite. Uh, you want a simple, easy to understand plan, so whenever something happens, you know right off the bat what the what the solution will be. So we don't we don't really like making complicated financial plans. We do believe you need a, a written plan. You need to know where you're going to take your income from, and what to do under certain circumstances. Really, the point of having a financial plan is when some kind of life event happens that's an emotional event, like maybe the market drops significantly. If you have a plan, you'll know what you should do under that circumstance. Certainly, you want to have money that's invested for growth in the market so you're not you're not thinking about uh, selling in the downturn. You have other monies outside of the market that you use for income and other types of things you may need. But the simpler, the better. Don't you think, Bill? Absolutely. I, you know, nobody wants to have something that's so complicated they themselves don't understand it. So simplicity is, is best in retirement. Well, you know, I, I know that you two talk to a lot of really interesting people, and uh, people run the gamut depending on, you know, how much money they have, how well they prepared, and everything else. But uh, there's a certain person who might walk into your office one day and say, my life is simple, so a will is all I need to have my affairs in order. That's simply not true, is it? That's certainly not true because there's much more to consider. A, a will basically dictates what your uh, – what your wishes are as far as how your assets should be divided at, at, at your at your death. It has nothing to do with other instructions that may be necessary, such as what are your funeral plans? You know, you know, do you leave that up to the kids to decide, or have you got those um, things all in order, uh, prepaid or whatever you do? And not only that, uh, how about bills that may not be paid? Uh, how about logons and? Uh, online access to different accounts and passwords and things of that nature. So it's more complicated than having a simple will. You A will, simple will is fine. But what other directives do you have in place so that your heirs can understand uh, how to settle up your affairs so that they can do it smoothly and without complications? So it's more to it than just a will. Well, if you leave it up to your heirs to decide, not only will they sometimes make decisions that you would not have made, but also you're going to complicate their lives and really cause them a lot of stress and hard work. That also opens the door for family disputes and yeah. things of that nature. So it's not the best thing to do is to clearly define how you want things to happen and give them the tools that they can actually properly execute your your wishes yeah you'd like to think that when someone has a parent pass away and they have siblings that everything uh, will will go smoothly but unfortunately without instructions there's always the very possibility that somebody's going to disagree and there's going to create a dispute and that's the last thing your parents would probably want so you probably i advise that all my clients have very uh, specific plans when it comes to assets and uh, all the other details that we just mentioned. Well, as we all know, people get greedy when it comes to money sometimes, too, and that can cause some potential problems as well. You're listening to Retirement Income Solutions with uh, Daniel Neesmith and Bill Danner of uh, Security First Asset Management, and we're talking about financial myth busting. Another myth that needs busting is my spouse will be fine when I'm gone. He or she will only need half as much income anyway. Well, we know that's not true. Yeah, this is a very sad myth, unfortunately. 
And uh, it's one of these things we call a financial blind spot. When you have the death of a spouse, especially the early death of a spouse, it can really uh, leave the other spouse in complete disarray, especially if the, the, the spouse wasn't the person managing the household income or the bills. But uh, in general, when one spouse passes away, you're going to need at least 75% of household income. Um, and, that, and that's simply because bills aren't cut in half. But income, many times, is cut in half. So you have to plan ahead and have adequate savings, plans, uh, sometimes life insurance proceeds to make up the income loss. One thing that we do to help people maintain a, a bigger portion of their income is uh, help them optimize their Social Security. Uh, making sure the higher income earner in the family gets at least to their full retirement age, maybe beyond that, is very important for that surviving spouse because you only get to keep the higher of the two Social Security benefit records. The the lower one goes away effectively, and, and you only get to keep the higher of the two. So if, if both spouses took it at 62, then you're going to have less income than you would have had when that first spouse passes away because you can get a significant increase by waiting till your full retirement age and maximize that. Another big challenge is where the uh, surviving spouse is concerned is, is making sure they know how to pay the bills and, and what the bills are and what the financial accounts are. I've seen it before where uh, a husband wouldn't bring their spouse, their wife, to the financial advisor meetings and then she has no idea what they own things of that nature. You really need to avoid that because it's the last thing that you want your spouse to have to deal with. And that's why it's so important as a general rule to talk to both uh, people in the relationship and make sure everybody's on the same page. I know you guys love to do that. Yeah. Now, here's another myth that might need busting. When I retire, I need to dramatically shift from stocks to bonds in my portfolio. (laughs) Where in the world did that come from? I think it comes from the fact that people think they need to have less risk, and and that's true for some folks, but it's not necessarily true for everyone because every situation is different. There's no two situations that are the same. It also depends on what kind of incomes you have coming in. If you have sufficient income from pensions and Social Security, maybe your your, your investments become something, uh, uh, maybe something you want to gift on to your family, or you need to grow them. Uh, faster than you would in fixed income and not necessarily uh, would you just put everything in in fixed income and you still might want some stock for, uh, funds for uh, inflation and to augment your your pensions over time because most pensions don't stay up with inflation anyway so every situation is a little different some folks don't want to take risk uh, that much risk and we don't advocate that you take 100% risk in retirement anyway by having all your money in the stock market but there are other alternatives. There, are, you know, there's alternatives like annuities that can create some levels of uh, protection and, and growth, and and can also become income. So every situation is different. So just to say, when I retire, I'm going to throw everything in bonds is not necessarily the, the best uh, outcome for everybody. So that's why it's important that we have an individual plan based on our needs, uh, and uh, not only that, but our goals and whether our goals are to gift and and accumulate assets to pass on or whether they're there for safety and protection in case we need uh, care, long-term care, extended care, whatever else, it's a different approach. So it may be a combination of a lot of things, certainly not just one uh, cookie-cutter type thing. I'm going to be all in the market all out. 
Do you have a question like what we've covered on the show today? Don't be afraid to ask us about what's on your mind. There are no dumb questions when it comes to the financial game. After all, you have to learn a little in order to achieve that successful retirement we're all after. If you want to ask a question about your particular situation, here's what we'll do. We'd like to offer you the opportunity to come in for a complete financial review, and we'll offer this review for free if you have at least $100,000 saved for retirement. We'll cover the following. Social Security. At what age should you start taking that benefit, and how does it fit into your overall income picture? Risk. How much risk are you taking in your portfolio, and is that amount of risk appropriate for your age? Fees. How much are you paying in fees and commissions? Is it an appropriate amount? Taxes. We'll analyze the tax implications of your savings. Health care. Do you have plans to pay for health care or long-term care need in the future? Legacy. Do you want to leave money to future generations? We'll talk about how to properly structure your plan to achieve those kinds of dreams. And lastly, income. Do you have a plan to outpace inflation and to make sure you don't run out of money in retirement? This just scratches the surface of all the things we're going to cover in your complimentary review. If you're ready to get the ball rolling, call right now. We've got a spot reserved for you. This is your number to call to take advantage of that complimentary review. 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. If you're a retiree or a pre-retiree, this is your chance to make sure you can get to and through retirement with peace of mind. It all starts with the plan, and Bill and Daniel can help you put together the plan that's best for your specific situation. 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Call that number right now and we'll secure a time to meet with you to deliver a customized financial and retirement plan. 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. Fishing is an art, and any fisherman worth his salt knows the proper tools to land a whopper. You wouldn't take a cane pole to catch a bass, and unless you're just looking for a tranquil day on the boat, you probably wouldn't use shrimp for bait on the lake. The same can be said of your retirement. There are all sorts of financial products out there, and it's important to know which ones are the right fit for you. A random jumble of investments won't do you much good in retirement. Work with an advisor who knows how to fish, who sees the art within. A well-crafted financial plan will go a long way toward making a successful retirement. Make sure you're putting the right tools in your portfolio. Claim your complimentary review today at Security First Asset Management, 800-987-1443. 800-987-1443. No cost, no obligation. Start now. 800-987-1443. Now back to Retirement Income Solutions, the show that listens to your needs and helps you make a plan to thrive in retirement. 
This is Retirement Income Solutions, starring Daniel Neesmith and Bill Danner at Security First Asset Management. Wherever you are in middle Georgia, we're glad you decided to listen today to these local wealth advisors who have a wealth of experience in dealing with all kinds of situations when it comes to uh, retirement and planning for it financially. You can find them online at completetheplan.com. That is completetheplan.com. They are also retirement income certified professionals and national social security advisors and can do a lot for you. You can find them on Facebook by searching Retirement Income Solutions. The number to call is 1-800-987-1443. That's 1-800-987-1443. It is time as we begin this conversation to start with the fun fact of the week. And Daniel, what do you have for us? Well, you know, technology is always fascinating to me. I read this earlier today that thanks to 3D printing, NASA can basically email tools to astronauts. How about that? They have a 3D printer on the space station, and uh, if they need something, they can email them the printable instructions for a new tool or gadget, and they can print it right off, a wrench or whatever it may be, can just print it off. Isn't that fascinating? Wow. Wow. That's what <laughs> yeah. I say. Wow. You don't even need That's to take incredible. it with you. Just per- just email the instructions. They print it off. <laughs> Technology is something else, isn't it? Say, say, hey, I just lost a tool. What do we do? Well, let's just call down the mission control. We'll have them sent the instructions up. We'll print a new one. Too bad printing money doesn't work. But. That is. <laughs> that's next. That is amazing. You know, you never know. I mean, you know, they're coming up with new stuff every single day. Well, let's talk about asking better questions. And I know the most important thing, when, when you, you guys sit down and you get to know somebody, you ask them a lot of questions. They ask you questions, of course, but a lot of people have questions about their retirement plan. But they might ask you, but we find that they could often be asking much better questions. Number one, a question you should ask is, how much money do I need to have saved in order to retire? Well, uh, we phrase that question completely different. I say, how much income will I need? Yeah, that makes sense. And and then I look for the sources. Uh, where are the sources of the savings, the pensions, the Social Security? Where is the, where is the income going to be derived from? What is it going to be derived from? So... So a better question to ask, how much income will I need? Mm-hmm. And then look for the sources to provide the income. Yeah, a lot of times people get caught up, on, and I think it's because of commercials on TV. What's the magic number you need to retire? But really, it, it's about income. Assets are less important. Income is more important in retirement. And uh, we have to change that thinking. Ninety percent of people don't have an income plan. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, that's all about the income. And they, it's not about it's not anything else. It's all about the income. And they really need to come in and talk to you about that because you know it's not it's not painful. Come on in, get a a, a real good conversation going. It's very informative. It's painless, and it won't cost you anything either. So come on in and have that conversation. Here's another question that people should ask: Should I get long-term care insurance or just roll the dice? I would not roll the dice. Uh, it, you know the odds are not good. There's the odds are seven out of ten people will need long-term care, and uh, unfortunately, only five percent of Americans have it. And so that that means they're one hundred percent liable for all those bills. 
Medicaid will not pick up the bill unless you've spent all your assets down. That's what the state of Georgia uh, uses to, to pay those bills when they're left unpaid. But we think you must have some type of way to pay for long-term care, and it shouldn't come from an IRA if at all possible because of the taxes that will be owed. Fortunately, there have been some very good laws that have changed uh, in 2012, Due to a Pension Protection Act that was passed, you can now use different types of products that can insure you against long-term care cost, be it nursing home care, at-home care, assisted living. And whatever monies you don't spend from that will still go to you in a death benefit. If you don't spend any of it, you basically get the money back that you paid into it. So some very exciting new things have changed because so few people have prepared for it. Congress has made concessions to help motivate people to, to help take care of those long-term care expenses. So that, you know, probably a better question would be, uh, what are the options? What am I doing? What are my plans to, to protect me from the something that I don't want to happen? Yeah, much much better question than should you roll the dice. Yep, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Retirement Income Solutions with Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith with Security First Asset Management. And here's another question that folks should ask. How can I get the highest possible return on my money? Oh, good. Well, let's do that one. Um, what could might rephrase that question. What could be my potential loss if I'm seeking for the highest return on my money? Yeah. Um, well, what, what do you need to return? Do you know? What kind of return you need to have on your money to have a successful retirement plan? That would be a better question. How much do I need? What kind of return? How much of a return do I need? That would dictate the risk I'd need to take. Yeah, you know, it's something called a personal benchmark. If someone needs to make 5 or 6% return to make sure they don't run out of money and have sufficient income in retirement and they're taking 15 or they're trying to make a 15, 12% return per year, that means they're taking excess risk to get to the goal that they want. And most of our clients are more conservative than that. They want to know how much risk they need to take to get to where they want to go. Otherwise, you're just you're just going to be worrying about taking excess risk. So you need to take the appropriate amount to hit your goals. Let's pretend for a moment that I'm Joe Blow, and I come into your office, and I sit down for a conversation, and I say, where can I pay the lowest fees for financial advice? What would you tell me? Well, I would say, where where would you get the best advice for the fees that you're paying? In other words, fees are only a problem with the absence of value. Vanguard did a study a few years ago that people that work with financial advisors are significantly better off over their lifetime because there's more to it than just the management fee. Uh, A lot of times savings uh, play into the picture and an increased savings rate when you work with an advisor because we help remind clients to fund their accounts and work through and have a budget for them. But having a fee, just having a fee and not having any service for it, then that's inexcusable. But there's a lot of different things that get added together that more than justify the fee. We're always up front with our fees as we're fiduciaries to our clients. So that we think that a fee is only a problem when there's not value added. All right. Well, one more question here that uh, most, uh, a lot of people may come in and, and ask you is, what can I do to pay less in taxes this year? I, I know that's you, you spend a lot of time discussing that, don't you? In most times, in most of the cases, uh, most everybody that's put money away for retirement has done so in some type of tax-qualified account. So that question that you, what can I do to pay less in taxes this year, 
people are putting money in a pre-tax account to help save taxes to now and right now and what they're creating is 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 a tax problem for them in retirement and we're not saying you shouldn't do that well, what we're saying is you should understand the tax consequences of the future so the question might be asked how can i save on tax in future years maybe even for the rest of my life instead of focusing on taxes right now because if 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 you put great sums of money away in tax deferred accounts you are going to pay more in taxes long term than you would have had you not done so today so we have kind of kind of blindsided or short-sighted whatever it might be to the fact that I can save tax dollars today when in reality when we sit down and start planning for our retirement we need to find ways to pay less taxes because believe it or not paying less taxes gives us more money and I've never seen a case where more money was not better than paying more taxes absolutely do you have a question like what we've covered today on our show don't be afraid to ask us about what's on your mind There are no dumb questions when it comes to the financial game. After all, you have to learn a little in order to achieve the successful retirement that you'd like to have. If you want to ask a question about your particular situations, here's what we'll do. We'd like to offer you the opportunity to come in for a complete financial review. And we'll offer this service free if you have at least $100,000 saved for retirement. We'll cover the following. Social Security. At what age should you start taking that benefit and how does it fit into your overall income picture? Risk. How much risk are you taking in your portfolio? And is that amount of risk appropriate for your age? Fees. How much are you paying in fees and commissions? Is it an appropriate amount? Taxes. We'll analyze the tax implication of your savings. Healthcare. Do you have plans to pay for healthcare or for a long-term care need in the future? Legacy. Do you plan to leave money to future generations? We'll talk about how to properly structure your plan to achieve those kinds of goals. And lastly, income. Do you have a plan to outpace inflation and make sure you don't run out of money in your retirement? This just scratches the surface of all the things we're going to cover in your complimentary review. If you're ready to get the ball rolling, call right now. We've got a spot reserved for you. Just a reminder that Bill Danner and Daniel Neesmith are your financial coaches in Middle Georgia at Security First Asset Management. Remember, if you have retirement questions, we're happy to answer them. And we're standing by after the show and throughout the week. Just give us a call at 800-987-1443. That's 800-987-1443. We're always online at completetheplan.com. Thanks for listening to another edition of Retirement Income Solutions. Tune in again next week for another great show. Securities and advisory services offered through Madison Avenue Securities are registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC. Security First and Madison Avenue Securities are not affiliated entities.